Daryl, you seen Ambulance? Do I see an ambulance right now? No, have now? you seen the movie Ambulance? Oh, I have not. No. Is this a newer movie? It's a newer movie. Okay. It was out in theaters. I don't know if it's still in theaters because it didn't do very well, much to my chagrin. Because uh-huh. uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Michael Bay, okay, a great American director, mm-hmm. directed Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, Transformers, Transformers. Pain and Gain, our favorite movie ever. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Michael Bay. Uh-huh. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> wow, big time. Um, Latest movie, it's called Ambulance. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, and but the uh, the like Jake Gyllenhaal plays a thief who takes his brother um, on a bank heist that goes wrong, and they end up having to hijack an ambulance to try to get away. Wow. That ambulance has a paramedic in the back who's trying to save the life of a cop. Wow, <laughs> layers. Amazing. Layers. I only mention it on our pod, No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's mm-hmm. premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. Of course. Um, because uh, it's, it's also the paramedic is played by <laughs> Isaac Gonzalez. Uh-huh. Who the heck is Isaac Gonzalez? Isaac Gonzalez from uh, Hobbs and Shaw. She plays Lady M or whatever. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Isa. Isa Gonzalez. I think it's Isa. Uh-huh. I, I, I think I heard it as Isaac, and I thought male male character, but oh, I Oh, right. Okay. No, Got it. It's Isa. Isaac Gonzalez. I can see where a K sounds sort of clicked in there. Yeah, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Uh, she's in it. She's pretty good at it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. So, um, yeah, but the movie is slamming. It's like, is it? Is I it like what? It. Yeah. Is it one? Is it live up to the rest of the Michael Bay greats? In my opinion, yes. <laughs> and like. <laughs> If you can see it in the theater and feel comfortable doing that, I'm sure it's fucking streaming around somewhere at this point. But mm-hmm. um, how did Jake Gyllenhaal do in that? Great, really good, yeah. excellent. You know, he's got he's sort of like there's this weird thing that he's developed into, which is like a a, a really like got like guy who's really amped up and kind of have a, a nervous tick to him, and like yeah. he's bringing it <laughs> he's bringing that like all the way to 110 percent in this movie mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. good the brother is played by yaha abdul mateen the second who was in aquaman okay um he was in the more recent matrix movie the matrix resurrections he played morpheus in that movie oh yeah okay yeah um, so he's really good in it too. He's, he, okay. you know, like he's got, he's got this crazy brother who, who, you know, but he's also running out of money. He's trying to get an operation for his kid. Like the movie puts no, nothing 
in between you and like, let's just get to business, right? Uh-huh. They're like, why is he needing money? I don't know. His kid needs an operation. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. Uh-huh. You got it. <laughs> I do. I like. I just. I just like that. You know, Isaac Gonzalez is like. Like she's a paramedic. She's the best in the biz. You know. Yeah. I can keep, <laughs> she can keep anybody alive for twenty minutes. I was like, yeah. When I heard that line, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm into this. Just like let's set up the points and like let's knock them down. You know, let's have a good time. Uh-huh. I'm into it. I think yeah. now that I've heard a few more ingredients to the recipe, I'm much more on board. I think the initial um, Jake Gyllenhaal ambulance, mm-hmm. I was like, well, it sounds like it could be questionable. But now that it's got a couple more players in here, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm convinced. All right, check it out, ambulance. It's ambulance. a good one. It's a good one. I don't know. And like, how many more Michael Bay movies are we gonna see in the theater? Uh huh. Like at the end of the day, the guys. He's got to be pushing like seventy years old at this point. Wow. Not that he doesn't have, couldn't have a, doesn't have a fruitful career ahead of him. But you know, when these guys get older, I worry about it. I worry mm-hmm. about my boys. You know, a little bit. So, anyway, um, that, do you think the yeah? Do you think the simplicity of the title um, aligns with the uh, movie? Yeah. Ambulance. Yeah. What if there was an ambulance? Ambulance. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, great question. What if there was an ambulance? And like, so there is. This is the one. Yeah. This is the one ambulance that you're going to remember. This is it. Ambulance. <laughs> it's almost too good. Uh-huh. You know? So, um, I loved it. I had a great time watching it. Go see Ambulance. Please. Good. Please, 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 please. Um, Daryl, <clears throat> every week we watch a Fast and Furious movie. This week we are watching Furious 6, confirmed mm-hmm. the title. Um, I had my commentary clicked on again. Uh-huh. I gave up on it after about 10 minutes. But in the very beginning of the commentary, Jay Lynn does say... I just want to make clear. He's like, I want to make clear <laughs> the title of this movie, which is never like a great start to your movie. But you're like, I want to, I want to be clear. Like the title is Furious Six. Like we went back and forth. Like oh, I'd always envisioned it like Fast Five and then Furious Six. And he's like, that's the way it was supposed to be. And then mm-hmm. like the marketing people really thought it should be Fast Ampersand Furious Six. I was like, not into it, but it did make it into some of the posters that way. But you'll see in the title screen coming up, it says just Furious Six. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay, man. Like, cool. Thank, thanks for the insight. <laughs> I think I gave up on the commentary after that. But we did watch that this week. Mm-hmm. How was your watch through? Uh, it was okay. I mean. My main thing this week is, I think, the Braga tieback. Kind of weak. It's <laughs> it's the stretchiest of stretches that was necessary to bring these movies together. Yeah. But it was a large investment for, you know, 
a continuity payoff. Which, you know, we spent a good chunk of our time discussing continuity and the relationship of these movies to each other. This was a, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, they worked really hard to do it. Yeah. Which I guess I shouldn't be complaining about. (laughs) Right. And like, but you could like another podcast, which we know here on No One Likes the Tuna podcast, no other podcast exists. That's our, (laughs) you know, that's our thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is another podcast out there that I sometimes tune into. um, And they have a sort of word for this that fits really well, which is like, it's pretty sweaty. Hmm. Um, and it's like, I, you know, it's like, it's sweat, like getting from point A to point B just to sort of make this stuff work. So you can sort of picture the screenwriter like sweating (laughs) over his like computer as he writes, you know, it's just, it's just kind of sweaty. I think that's a pretty good descriptor of what's going on with the Braga stuff is like, it's just the sweatiest part of the movie in terms of, uh, connecting all the, the dots from A to B. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's necessary, you know, it's the only thing that ties, um, Shaw back to Giselle, back to the blonde dude who gets shot to Braga, to Brian, to Letty. It like is an essential connector to all five key elements of this yep. movie. Yeah. You just want that moment, that connector to be a moment where you go, ah, and instead it's a little bit of a moment when you're like. and yeah it like works but like barely yeah and it becomes and it closes off because you know brian gets his closure he stabs brog a couple times Mm -hmm. he's able to safely get back to where back to you know furious hq over here and that's it you don't have to worry worry about anymore what is said is now the truth and that's that's how it exists going forward. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. hundred percent. So, I mean, I appreciate that Ortiz is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I like, I think his, I think that scene in the jail with him, between him and Brian is great. Mm-hmm. I just think getting there, like it doesn't pay off as much as it maybe should because getting there is difficult it's mm-hmm. kind of sweaty so um yeah I'm, t- I'm totally in agreement with you i mean this movie <sighs> i had an okay watch through too mm-hmm. but i do like this movie historically one of my faves i think personally it's better than fast five i know that's mm-hmm. an opinion that's not shared a lot <laughs> um but i just like you know it was a slog today for me be honest with mm-hmm. you. It was a tough one. It's long. There's a lot of The Rock in this movie, man. Like, a <laughs> lot of him. Yeah. Fuck. And like whole, like a lot of them. And a lot of scenes with just The Rock and Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I mean, those are struggles, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're... The, the, it's so weird to watch this movie and like you go into those scenes where they're together and you know, it's like, it's like you're stepping into another movie. It's like you're stepping into red notice 
where the rock is like that ass and brain, you know, like he fucking, he's just doing the rock thing. He's like, I'm going to inject the rock into this franchise as hard mm-hmm. as I can right now. But then you get in a scene where the family's together and there's a dynamic and they're playing off each other and they're having fun. And it's like, Oh yeah, great. Good. Yeah. Good movie. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, and there is a lot of like circling up and talking in this movie. Which I think we mentioned last cycle. I think it. I think works as well as it does. Like you don't get bogged down by that as much because Lynn is such a skilled director and with that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, he's able to bring out the drama totally in, in a conversation. Totally, and knows how to like move it along. Mm-hmm. You know, like get from A to B, which I appreciate. My big thing this week was I watched this movie with the idea because I heard the commentary last week in terms of like this was supposed to be it. Hmm. So I watched this movie and like it works pretty well Mm. as an ending Mm -hmm. to their saga. Like, you know, at the end of five and the beginning of six, they're safe. They've made the money. They got away with the heist, but they're still in limbo, right? They're like in this sort of purgatory. And this is a movie that sort of makes it, you know, it's their journey home. It's like, mm-hmm. finally, we're just going to we're return. Whether that's journey home to like freedom, having their names cleared, journey home to the relationships they've built and like being together, like Michelle is coming home to Dom. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, a journey to a physical home. Yeah. 1327. And it ties in, I think, with, like, my point last week, which is that they reached maximum criminality in in Fast Five. So in Six, the idea of redeeming themselves through battling the Shahs and working with, you know, government associated mm-hmm. Hobbs yeah. in order to earn their earn their way back in does work. Certainly. It totally works. And it's like, what is more ultimate of a foe than like the inverse of yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? Sort of in a way, they're battling their own demons by battling Shaw and his crew. They make a very clear point to sort of twin those, all them up. Right? right? So... um. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's just like really clever, good screenwriting on Chris Morgan's part. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wish Chris Morgan was still fucking around in the franchise. (laughs) Um, But that's okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, and like when you think about it that way, Mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with Han bullshit. Right? Because like, Han's not at that point if it if we end at six, Han doesn't die between six and seven. Han fucks off to Tokyo, you know, and dies somewhere you know else. Else. Yeah, like along you know, the way. You know, it doesn't like matter. whatever just like however long in the future three is supposed to be happening, we don't mm-hmm. know. When seven comes into play, you've sort of set it in this definite amount of time. You say mm-hmm. like the it's it's like the Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat, you know? It's like when you open the box, you're going to find out if there's a cat in there or not. Like, it's going to be mm-hmm. 100% on one side or the other. 
But when your box is closed and Han's not dead yet, it's like, well, we don't know when he died. It doesn't matter when or where. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, I just think it would be a good place to stop. I mean, like, am I glad we have F9 and, like, the other... And, like, am I glad Furious 7 exists? I guess so. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um... The other little thing is like Lynn was done. Right. You know? So that's a thing. Huh. Where he's like, I'm, and I'm done at six. That's a pretty good perspective because what happens and what happens through the, you know, the the next couple movies is that you feel kind of like the story arc has expired a little bit on mm-hmm. Don, you know? And, you know, I think they choose the right... I, there's a distraction, right? We we spend seven focusing on Brian, but really, yeah. right, it seems like it was originally written to focus on Letty as the continuation. If there, right, if of, there's her, an arc of her, like, is, trying to get her memory back. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So there's a shift of focus, which is, you know, happens because it happened but you get you do get a sense and i think it's still i think we're still in the midst of that now is that the the dom toretto story arc feels like it's extended a little bit too long totally and for your for your even for your important side characters tej roman like important is a stretch but yeah go ahead yeah they like they don't have very much place to go because no, they, they were never supposed to, to right. they were never supposed to they were never developed originally to extend beyond six right and even in six it's like a little bit of a stretch yeah. you know it's like it's like the point of tej and roman excuse me mm-hmm. you know and han too a little bit but like, you know and and, and giselle mm-hmm. is for them to is for them to arrive in the loading bay in five and like, okay, the team's together. Like mm-hmm. that's the point of them. Yeah. And then it's like, do whatever. Skip town. Yeah. <laughs> like, great job, uh-huh. everybody. Take like, oh, your 11 million, get gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, now like they have, they're like, oh yeah, go buy a car. To Ludo, you know, like, like, what do we do with Ludo? Oh, yeah, go buy a car. What do we do with Tyrese? Tyrese spends this whole movie basically doing not much. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Which is like a waste of Tyrese's time. I'm sure he's like enjoying the payday, but mm-hmm. he, the band is, has considerable talent, and I don't know. You could have him do something in this movie a little right. bit. But especially gets it, it in seven, eight, nine, and presumably ten. Mm-hmm. It just like progressively gets worse. <laughs> where you're like, what do we? Oh, maybe we give him a side, you know, a side Space arc trip. of like I'm invincible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and that's their whole shit during this movie. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, but they run out of shit to do with with them and they've really they've run out of shit to do with dom basically Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. just go live your life in that barn dude 
Like, you got it. You're already fine. there. Like I've said before, retire them for 10 years and bring them back mm-hmm. so, to show the, like, the young guns how to do it. I don't know. Vin will never let that happen. But Of course not. Of yeah. course not. Yeah. So with all that said, what do we think is going to go on, go on in 10? X. Where are we going to be? It's going to be nuts, man. <laughs> um, okay, so Brie Larson, I did see. Okay. Maybe playing another sister. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure she's playing another sister. Okay, okay. Uh, I think that was a rumor floating around. I don't know if it's confirmed, but like, we thought maybe Young Cypher. We thought like bad guy for sure. Uh-huh. Maybe just another like long lost sister. <laughs> It seems like Dom is using a rudimentary like um, AI to find rectangular faced people who could possibly fit into the uh, like, Toretto gene pool. I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. You know, she's like 20 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um... I don't know. I just like I don't care. Do whatever. I'll go see it. Like I guess you know. Right. Who knows? Who knows, man? I hope they make a movie. Like I don't. I'm not rooting for them to fail. I hope they I make agree. a good movie. Basically, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like huh. her and Alan Rickton are like evil twins. I mean, that would be all honestly like the best thing to do. Like get some evil twins in here. Get some get you know get sight. Get a dog. Yeah, get right. a dog. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> anyway, um, what else you got? Nothing, nothing honestly. Yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. I just feel bad for I like I'm sort of on team Jay Lynn. You know, mm-hmm. to be still doing this bullshit basically 10 years after you were supposed to be done doing it. It's got to be frustrating. Like I can see why the dude hit like a breaking point with it, mm-hmm. you know. So, um are right, you want to do some shouties? Sure. Yeah. I'll go first this week. Okay. I think it's not, like, I just think we have to talk about TikTok. Oh, okay. I'm not on TikTok. I'm going to be clear. Mm -hmm. I don't watch TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account. I do, however, watch, like, YouTube shorts, which are just reposted TikToks. (laughs) Okay. And I don't like watching them. Um, because it feels like, honestly, when I'm watching them, it feels like, this is an anti shout out, by the way, it feels like I'm engaging in the type of entertainment that like the dystopian sci-fi shows warned us about, you know, of like, eventually the human race will become so like dispirited that all they will want (laughs) to do is feed on their info tubes and like, you know, like all that sort of shit. Mm -hmm. That's what TikTok feels like. Um, so 
it's not good. It's very addicting. They're very quick. So you, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'll just do like a couple of these and I'll be done. And then like mm-hmm. an hour rolls by and you're like, holy fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What just happened? So that, does that have to do with the type of contact, uh, content? Or I thought the like the thing about TikTok was the like the platform itself, which will you know just continuously feed you, give you more. Yeah, yeah, it'll feed you the immediately the next related TikTok. Yeah, I mean that's what it does. It just keeps yeah. feeding. I mean you can like swipe to go to the next one if you're not into one, and th- but then it like learns from that. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. if you like start a video and get like two seconds in and swipe, it's like, oh, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks for the heads up. You're not into that, yeah. you know. Or if you like watch one and then like watch it again, you like it. It algorithmically figures out your shit. So, I just don't. It's just like so. It's just feeding me. It's all this like woodworking shit, you know. <laughs> But you said this is through YouTube that you're watching TikTok. Yeah. So somebody does that mean that somebody else has been watching TikTok and has now captured? No, a I think these people sequence. are posting them in both places. Oh, I see. I see. That's what I think. I don't know the answer. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm cl- I'm not going to download TikTok and try to find out the answer. Uh-huh. The I don't need TikTok. I have it. That's the thing. I have it. If you open the YouTube app, you got TikTok. It's right there. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, but I I, I don't like watch. I don't like it. (laughs) There's like, you know, there's like that thing where you're like in bed with like your phone right here. And you're just like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. Yeah. So um, um, I'm gonna try to be a better person and do that less. Uh, is TikTok a revenue generator? Like Instagram has now has is just pumping with ad content. Uh, is TikTok similar? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if TikTok. I don't even. I don't know if TikTok itself as a company makes money. Mm-hmm. No clue. I'd assume no, but that's just based on, like, it's newer and, like, you know, growth and the bullshit economy we, in life we live in. That, like, none of these companies make money for 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but do they, like, pay out? I think they pay out. Mm. I don't know YouTube how much. Style. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about YouTube is, like, they would pay out to their content creators because of... Ad, ad revenue, either they pay out a the, good amount. Yeah, either on the bar. They used to pay. They've made a lot of YouTube millionaires, but you know, as expected, they've adjusted their um yeah, yeah. revenue model over time. So that well, from what I understand, it was a revenue pool. Hmm. So like YouTube committed X amount. It wasn't a set rate. Mm-hmm. YouTube committed X amount of dollars to creator ad, you know, ad revenue, creator like ad payouts. And as that pool gets more crowded with people, the share of revenue per Hmm. um, view or whatever goes down, which is a stupid way to do it. Um, 
Uh, but you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure like somebody's like you, you you don't have to take your TikTok thing and put it onto YouTube shorts. So like I know like some of the people I subscribe to on YouTube make their own short form content or whatever for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm sure they're paying, they're incentivizing people to make content for this TikTok competitor, quote unquote, in some way. But I, I, I don't know what the model is, basically. I don't know. I don't know how they're making money. Mm-hmm. I don't get ads. I mean, maybe I do. <laughs> maybe there's just like really good ones. They're so good, can't tell the difference. But I never run into a thing I can't skip or whatever. I'm sure I will yeah. in about a month or whatever, but yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So. Okay. So anti-shout out to TikTok. TikTok, basically, yeah. That's yeah. like the driver of this whole thing. That's like the root <laughs> disease of the disease, you know? It's like uh, a rotten tooth. So. And the funny thing about it is like TikTok is not going to be the last one. Whatever we don't like about TikTok... We're going to just stop it's ourselves. Compound, man. Yeah. And yeah. whatever the after TikTok is, is going to be so lost on us. The weird thing for me is like the people said the same thing about Twitter of like decried it as like the loss of civilization. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has I your relationship it. with Twitter changed over the past like decade? Because yes. I'm like an old, I'm like, I had a Twitter account like very long time ago, but I haven't found a way to work it into my life today. Well, here, can I tell you what I, like what happened for me? It was mm-hmm. like, I opened Twitter twice in about seven years, dicked around with it for a second and was like, I'm not into this. Yeah. And then, I don't know why... I was on another social media thing that I just hated and mm-hmm. didn't want to do anymore, but I need to like backfill that time. That <laughs> I need to like shift my obsession. I was like, I guess uh-huh. I'll try Twitter. So I like got rid of all my follower, like not my followers, but like the people I followed. Um, this is on my non podcast account, by the way. Um, right. And just started following people. I was like into following and like created mm-hmm. a f- Twitter feed that was like interesting. Yeah. And now I can't put it down. <laughs> I like, see. Like, and that yeah. was like four or five years ago. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, been through the whole thing. Yeah. Do you, do you just use straight like Twitter.com? Twitter.com, the app. You're, like, I think when I started originally, I was like tweet deck all day. I want multiple columns so I can just like absorb maximum amount of feed. So... I know, I, I don't know what the, like, API function, I can't believe we're getting it, we're spending a lot of time on this, but that's okay. <laughs> what, what else are we going to do? I don't know what the, like, what Twitter does now. What happened to TweetDeck is the same thing that happened to all the other, like, Phoenix, there was, like, a bunch of different Twitter clients, mm-hmm. which is that Twitter would cap the amount of users that they could have. So, like, they would cap that shit at, like, 50,000 users. So, like, once they filled up with 50,000 people using this app, it basically couldn't go anywhere because you couldn't you couldn't get it. Uh-huh. Um, <clears> there <throat> was, like, 50,000 linked accounts, right? So, it, what that did was, like, a, it was actually really, in my opinion, very clever of Twitter, which was allow Twitter to 
rapidly expand and become very popular through the use of these third-party clients. Mm -hmm. And then, but also like not let them get too aggressive, but still give them time to build their own platform stuff into a place that people liked and like steal ideas from all these third-party clients that were popular and stuff. Like it was like, it was pretty clever. This is a wrong move. Yeah. Yeah. So now the app is like, it's good. Like I just use the Twitter app solid. I don't do it on my computer that much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't have like a third-party client. If I need to tweet from my computer, I just go to twitter.com and tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So. Good to know. Good to know. I don't want to get into the like Twitter subject at this moment. (laughs) No interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, all right. So my shout out for the week does actually relate to sweatiness. Mm. (laughs) Um, so I recently, and the shout out this week is to grip tape. Nice. Because I recently replaced the, um, yeah, the handlebar tape on both mine and Jess's bikes over here. And it's a very small modification or you know, replacement that you can do on a bike, mm-hmm. on a skateboard, on anything really. That so this is the same. It's the same product: skateboard grip tape versus the bike stuff you're putting on your handle. Handlebar. It's a little different. Skateboard okay. grip tape is sandpaper. Yeah. Um. The you know handlebar grip tape comes in different forms. I prefer a cork or synthetic cork. Whoa. But people use leather. People mm. use vinyl. Um, they use all types of different materials and I think it's pretty cool. Just the idea that, Hey, the hands very useful, but sometimes there's they essential contact. Yeah. There's a there's sweaty, there's sweat and there's, um, you know, essential interaction that you need to have with something, which is only improved by the introduction of a grip tape of some sort. I didn't even know you could change that kind of thing on a bike, you know? Yeah. I thought you had to use either you either use the like rubber with the big hoop at the end, and then it was like a little divided into things. There. You could like, yeah. <laughs> you know that there was like that kind of handle, or the big squishy ones with the click 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 wheel at one mm-hmm. on one side. All of those are available. You're talking. You've got a rubber. You've got all types of different rubber. There's different, just like there is with a racing like a motorsport tire. There's yeah. a bunch of different compounds, and the way that they form the rubber um, dramatically affects how you interact with the bike or whatever you're trying to do. And that's your to. primary handling mechanism right there, those, the, the handles. The handle exactly. So, exactly. Important so. to have that. That's a ta- very tactile, interactive, <laughs> uh, <laughs> interactive thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, grip tape and grips overall, I think, are understated in their usefulness and i appreciate not only that they improve your the touchability and the feel of whatever machine or object that you're using but you can most often do so at low cost five to like 10 bucks well or yeah like five maybe 15 bucks to get whatever variety of grip you're looking for and the look and the feel of such grip is extensive but it's all an improvement on your overall experience on the thing. Right. Right. Solid, man. That sounds cool. 
Yeah. I'm a fan of grip tape, but my only experience with it is like the skateboard guy. Yeah. I used to like fuck around on a little skateboard when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Be a little shithead. And uh, I definitely remember like trying to swap out my grip tape. Uh, and like a dude, I would hang out at this. I wasn't very good, but I would like hang out at this sort of area. It wasn't a skate park, but it was like a place a lot of skaters hung out because there was mm-hmm. like it was pretty abandoned, and there was some fun like <laughs> shit to skate. Uh huh. I didn't really do much other than like try to ollie and kickflip and shit like that. But um, yeah, yeah, I was trying to swap out my grip. Ta- I bought some more grip tape. I was trying to swap it out. You know, it comes in like a sheet. Yeah. And I like put the. Sh- I just didn't know what I was doing. And so, like, a guy came over, and he was like, look, you just stick it on here, and then, like, you rub it all the way around the edge, and mm-hmm. then you take, like, this knife, and you cut it. And I was like, thanks, man. Like, no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, yeah, it works pretty good. The thing to remember about that is whatever your knife you use to cut sandpaper is going to be ruined. It needs right. to be a dedicated... <laughs> Sandpaper knife. Sandpaper cutting knife. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. It is paper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the rubbing was the key because when you rub it along the edge, it sort of weakens it to the point where you you can't, like, peel it off, but it's, you you know, you don't have to, like, pull very hard on a knife to get Mm -hmm. it to break. So. Yeah. So, it's all about grip. Okay. All about grip. You could always use a little bit more. Shout out to grip tape. Yeah. yeah, everybody can use a little grip in right. their lives. Get a grip. Hey, <laughs> if you uh, have a gripe and want to get a grip on your feelings about it with us, you can do that at Nolt Podcast on Twitter. N O L T T Podcast. I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. If you tweet us, I'll respond. Um, we are no one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram. No one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. I just posted our crank episode. Cranky crank. Mm-hmm. We were we were pretty cranky about cranks. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um and so that's up there along with the transporter movie reviews. Along with a bunch of Resident Evil episodes, along with our in-betweener polls, there's stuff on there. Uh, if you want to throw us a buck, our tiers are small, one to four mm-hmm. bucks a month. So, like, if you want to throw us a buck, even if you want to cancel it after a month, it would be totally appreciated, and we would we would really like it helps us out. It bought this mixer that I'm using now. Like, it's just like helps us keep doing this. So, um. That's very cool. And uh, Daryl, anything else? Oh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcast and uh, subscribe and all that sort of shit. So, mm-hmm. last word. That's it. Keep it going. Good Ride or word. die. That's how it goes. <laughs> that was. <laughs> you took like four shots at that last word. So. <laughs> Next time, come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel you. Later. <laughs>